Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Hey guys, um, so apparently we were just so eager to record this week that we jumped right into a fruit fly. We didn't even record a intro. So I'm Ryan, he's Shane, blah, 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 blah. You're listening to Fruit Snacks. Insert tongue pop. Uh, uh, uh. All right, <laughs> let's get right into this episode. <laughs> fruit fly, don't bother me. Fruit fly, don't bother me. Fruit fly, don't bother me. All right, so she gonna get into it. You got a fruit fly for us, boo. Yeah, this is like a big, juicy fruit fly. Uh-oh. Okay, so... Is this a long story short? Probably. Ah, uh, great. Well, there's just so much that happened. I'm, okay. like, still on a high from it. Let's try to blast through it, but in, like, okay, great. the most detailed way. But, like, give me the deeds, but not the fluff, yeah? Okay, so I was on a wide-body aircraft, which means that there are two aisles, so it was one of the big planes that most okay. people fly, like, internationally. So there's a ton of people. There's only six flight attendants for the whole flight. So there's only two people up in first class. And um, the first class on this plane was um, like the more luxurious first class, if you will. So like the seats recline, like mm-hmm. lie flat. Mm-hmm. Um, we do like a full meal service. We mm-hmm. bring out beverage carts. Like it's the full, the whole nine yards. So <clears throat> my flight leader and I, I was the assist. He was you know, taking care of all the logistics, but we were chit-chatting between beverage service and meal service. So we were just about to start feeding everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily everyone had gotten their drinks and their warm nuts. Um, and we hear like, oh like God. all these thuds. Oh no. And that like people love, love to slam stuff in the lavatories. Always. And there were, there's a lav on each side of the front galley on mm-hmm. this plane. So we were like, someone stuck in there like or sometimes like the bottom compartment under the sink will open and people yeah, like try to slam things. it shut yeah. yeah so he looks around and he's like oh my god and i look over and this guy is face planted on the floor but he looks like a um what does this to move uh, caterpillar. a caterpillar like caterpillar position where like his stomach and his butt are in the air but his face and his knees and his feet are on the ground and he's just lying there my unresponsive favorite, my favorite position for sex <laughs> <laughs> i mean not you to just like... prefer pillows to be under the hips <laughs> not to like make it less dramatic totally kidding i mean this is probably serious you're probably not okay sorry no he wasn't <laughs> okay, so <sorry>. my fa- <laughs> just didn't be like yeah let's fuck up <laughs> the sex episode was two episodes ago <laughs> No, last episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, two episodes ago. Um, So my flight leader, like, you know, obviously, like, both of us have stuff in our hands, so Mm -hmm. we, like, throw everything down, and he's, like, on the ground. He's kind of, like, hitting his face a little. He's like, hey, 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 like, like, you know, just trying to get him. Yeah. (laughs) Is he responsive? Yeah. Check for Um, breath. Yeah. So he, like, couldn't really get anything out of him. Finally, he he got him to to respond a little bit, but he had definitely fainted, Mm -hmm. obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so we sat him down. The The only seat available was a jump seat. So mm-hmm. we sat him down in the jump seat just so he was sitting up. Wait, was he awake at this point or still? Awake out? enough to stand up and move to the jump see, seat. But he was like so out of it. Yeah. Which like I've seen on a plane before. I've seen people like faint and whatnot. Within minutes, he passed out again. Um, Like within minutes, this uh-huh. guy. This guy was like eyes closed, fell into my flight leader against the door between a cart. Oh shit. So at this point, like 
my flight leader, because this guy was a, uh, let me preface this. This guy was huge. Mm. Like he was a big guy. Mm -hmm. Always. And when it's (laughs) dead weight, like that's so heavy. Yeah, it is. So my flight leader was, um, I was getting him ice, so I wasn't next to him. So my flight leader was like, hey, 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 I need help. Because the guy started sliding between the door and the cart. So we're like, oh my God. Like, I'm just thinking like his face is going to get like smashed. Yeah, yeah. So I like run over, I pull him up, I seat him and I'm able to like grab the phone and I'm calling the flight attendants in the back, but they're in the middle of their food and beverage service. Right. So I keep calling, but on this aircraft, when, um, when you call, it's not the normal phone ring. It just rings once. So it sounds like a call light. So uh. all of them are looking for a call light. So finally, I'm, this is like my fourth time trying one of them picks up. I was like, I need somebody up here now. I have yeah. somebody who fainted. Yeah. So this flight attendant like runs up, the guy starts coming to again. Within minutes again, he passes out, but this time his lips are almost purple. They're so blue. He has no color in his face and he passed out with his eyes open. His eyes are like rolling to the back of his head. And I'm not kidding you. Like I thought this guy was dead. Yeah. How old was he? uh, He was maybe in his like mm, late 20s, mid 30s, like early 30s. Yeah, Yeah. he was younger. Actually, I'm going to say in his 30s. Okay. Um. So at this point, the the leader was like, page for a medical assistant. Uh-huh. So I did. Um, luckily, not only did we have a full, like, fully certified physician on board, but we had a whole team of, like, her interns. We had another oh nurse. We had all these people coming up, um, which, like, I feel like is pretty probable on a flight from one coast to another. It's common. Especially on that. an aircraft yeah. that big. So, But we got really lucky. So at this point, they come up. Based on their initial responses, I was like, this is bad. Really? At one point, they said, we don't have a pulse. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that is the one thing you don't want to hear. No, because you have to, like, bring out the defibrillator. So we brought out everything except the defibrillator is what they asked for. Um, So, like, we have several kits on board with all of these, like, syringes and, um, you know, like, your basic needs, like, uh, Band-Aids, gauze, Mm -hmm. gauze pads, all that stuff. But then you also have, like, medications that you need... um, approval to administer and all this stuff and at this point um so the physicians are doing all this stuff with all the medical equipment i was on the phone with the captains i hung up and then my flight leader goes we need to get stat md on board do you guys call it that okay i'm so like uh ground sure so there's a way for us to plug in a headset which is awful awful it's like the aircraft yeah and like archaic so archaic like it's just yeah anyways. so luckily the flight attendant who had come up knew specifically in first class where they were which on every aircraft for us it's different so for which some reason she goes because yeah, i know you I guys know. don't need to know that because like for my airline that's like the i mean first that's, thing they pounded that's us one of like those things that we're supposed to but we have 26 stuff. different right, aircraft right. so it's like they're all in different rows sure um, and the, what what I mean when I say they're all in different rows is you have to plug this into the body of the aircraft, yeah. and then it it's this old like helicopter style looking headset it's, with like a Britney mic. I mean. It's like archaic. <laughs> yeah, Britney mic. Oh, am I on? Yeah, yeah. So um, Ooh, yeah. I like ran and I plugged it in, and at this point now all of first class, which on again on this aircraft there's like forty something people. Yeah. There's so many people. Yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. they're all staring at me. I have this giant headset on. I'm plugging in. Like, can they see this guy and what? happening no because all this was in the galley and then the um passageways on each side of the galley are so tiny that like once somebody's in it you can't really see past that and at this point we have a physician 
two of her interns, one other guy that they're traveling with who's, like, on their team, but he was just kind of, like, there. He was more, like, of the the weight that we needed, like, to prop this guy right. up or whatever. Um, and then three flight attendants. Sure. So it's eight of us plus the guy. Uh-huh. And luckily it's a big galley because it's such a big aircraft, but that's still a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and they're just, like, ripping through this equipment. They're like, yeah. I need this, I need this. They're just, like, throwing stuff. And mind you, we had the whole galley set up for service. Right. So at this point, like... Everything's out. All the, none of the food was out, so it's not like we were, like, contaminating stuff, but... But they're when just like, throwing stuff all yeah, around, the, and we yeah. have things set up in a particular Even way. Even when you're setting up for like drink, like everything is all yeah. over the place. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it it was just going so in and out of like, I honestly think this guy's gonna die on this flight. Like. We were probably 45 minutes in, uh-huh. maybe, uh-huh. and not even that far because we hadn't even started serving meals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know, at this point, we would probably just have to turn around. Yeah. Um, but uh, they finally got him to, like, come around again. And they're literally pouring our most sugary drink in a cup and then adding packets sugar. of sugar. Yeah, we do the same. Um, then we had to page for a... Um, I forget glucometer. Okay. So it's like testing for blood sugar. So we had to page for any diabetic on board to like give us their glucometer, which we found one. And then we returned it. And the guy goes, do you guys not have any strips left? Because we used all the strips and we were like, no, sorry. Like, (laughs) so if he goes into a diabetic (laughs) shock, it's like, at that point, like there's none for him. Yeah. None for Gretchen Wieners. Um, yeah. So like, it was so. Wait, was it just a diabetic episode? So, come to find out, long story short, this guy has spent the past like two days on a bender because he's been going through a really rough time and like with I guess something happened at work because oh we came to find out he was traveling with a work partner slash okay. friend, um so this guy was kind of like feeding us information as we needed it, and uh, he goes look he's been going through a really rough time we came out here for work it did not go well. And he just kind of drank a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I personally think there were other things involved, but like, like drugs know. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but of course they're just gonna tell us about the alcohol. Yeah, like the legal. Which stuff. at that point, though, like you should tell us what happened because, like, literally, they said I don't have a pulse. Right. Um, his, what they later realized was his pulse was so weak, and we were riding through turbulence, so they just couldn't find it steady enough yeah. to like find it. Um. But the way that this guy looked, like, I mean, I've seen people pass out. I've seen people be short of oxygen. Yeah. This guy looked like a corpse. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. it was wild. Um, yeah. So it was, it was just this huge experience where, like, and all the passengers start helping you when they can. Except for when they start to feel like they need stuff, which is so fucking annoying. This guy comes up and things had leveled out a little bit, uh-huh. like... I feel like from their point of view, they could see we were making jokes because the guy was coming too yeah. and he was cracking jokes. Yeah. So we were trying to like engage with him. Enlighten the mood a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I think he saw that. So this guy comes up and he goes, please just ignore me if this is insensitive, but like, is it impolite to ask for a drink right now? Uh-huh. And I was like, and uh-huh. I just took a breath and he's like, really, it's okay if not. And I was like, it's fine. Like go to the restroom and like, as soon as I have a minute, I'll bring it out to you. And he goes, okay. And since you're going to make one, the girl next to me. And I was like, oh my God, like, can you just give us a second, please? Like all the, everybody was still up in the galley. So it's not like it had completely dispersed, you know, the guy is, we literally made a bed for him on the floor and he's sleep. He's like lying on the floor in the Mm -hmm. galley. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then, but I will say like, during the actual emergency part of all of mm-hmm. it, all the passengers were like, um, of course the cord that I had to plug into the plane got all tangled up. All the passengers that were like, between where the cord was plugged in and the galley were like kinking it out and like giving me slack to like make it to the galley so I could see as I was talking. Um, But I know that I handled myself well because both of the pilots... Was that your first medical? I had one medical before that where we had to... um, I had to administer probably like a 16-year-old girl oxygen oxygen, um, because she passed out. She also looked dead. Yeah. But she was like responsive enough for me to not right. have to really worry. Right, and right. we were landing at that point. Yeah. We weren't starting a five hour and 45 minute flight. Right. Um, that was my first medical experience like that. Like mm-hmm. this was a full, like zero degrees anatomy. Right. Yeah. Um, I've been in so many medical situations and it's weird. Because, like that intense. Yeah. Cause I get oddly calm to where, to the point where people, poor people fly your flight. <laughs> <laughs> I get oddly calm to where people think I like, don't care. But I just, oh. like, me stressing out adds nothing beneficial. No, it doesn't. So I'm like, someone's like, Brian, we have a medical. We have a medical. And I'm like, okay, let me, okay, what do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, like, figure, and I'm like, okay, let me come, hold up yeah. just a sec. Give me a second. I'll come back there. And like, how are you feeling? Like, da-da-da. You know what I mean? What's going on? Yeah. And I'm usually like the liaison to f- handle it when really I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But no, at for least sure. I'm the only one that's sane enough to be like, da And I've had to be like, hey, go pick up trash because people are so manic that I'm like, Yo, can you go pick up trash? Because I'm like, the fuck? Yeah. I will say there's probably a good chance we would have needed to land if we did not have those physicians on board. Oh, for sure. Like, I think he would have lived, but I think the extent to which he had gone past the point of, like, really needing mm-hmm. full medical mm-hmm. attention, which obviously we had all the supplies that we needed, but for us to administer like, they were literally poking syringes in his veins like we can't do that Mm -hmm. you know we have it for those kinds of people on board who are capable of doing it but like even the medical team on the ground can't walk us through how to do that um and this guy had they he was like bleeding out of so many places because they couldn't get a vein right like he was just so dehydrated um that happens all the time too coming from vegas people oh yeah yeah they so overdo it yeah um, I will say the point in which I was able to like kind of detach myself from the situation and calm down because I was getting worked up at first when everybody was like rushing into the galley. Mm-hmm. And like I said, these doctors and nurses, like this was like a surgical OR for them. And they were just like throwing things all over. They were like, I need this. And they were using all these like words that I obviously had. I could not have helped them because right. I didn't know what they were asking for. Like if we need to find it, if there's a list in there and it'll yeah. tell you what it looks like and stuff. But for them knowing what it looks like, what they're looking for, it's yeah, like so I mean, much like our our cases are even like they're listed and then they're color coded. Yeah, and it's, so like it's, it's huge, so though. laid there's out, like but it's so enormous. Much medicine, but the that way shit. that they were just like whipping it open and taking what they needed and then like throwing what they didn't, it was just it was chaotic. complete chaos yeah. and disarray. Um, but the point in which I was able to ta- to detach myself and be like, take a breath, because you're not going to make this through if mm-hmm. you don't, mm-hmm. is when I was plugging in that headset. I realized I was at the front of first class and all of these people were looking at us, at me. Yep. And I was like, my hand was shaking, like trying to plug yeah. it in. And I was like, literally in that moment, I was like, take a breath. And I did. And I was like able to plug it in because there's two prongs and each one is a different right. size. Right. I was like, take a breath. You know how to do this. Mm-hmm. So I like plugged it in and I got on. And then later the pilots were like, it was actually really comforting up there to know that we were listening in on a conversation with somebody who was calm and able to calmly give what was happening. Right. And I was like, well, thank you for saying that. Cause it didn't feel like that, especially not at first, but, um, 
it was just, it was so wild. Oh, and this is the kicker. The whole time, um, I let I let the the person the travel companion stay up in the gallery. He, th- this guy was freaking out. Mm-hmm. He was like crying, like almost starting to cry. He was like going crazy, like putting his hands up to his face, like oh my god, I just. Mm-hmm. And I said, I need you up here because I'm gonna need you to answer some questions for me because I'm like filling out a medical form. Yeah. And this guy was unresponsive, and couldn't do it himself. And um, and I, I you know. I, he was out of the way enough to where like it wasn't intruding on right. get on there the... faster <laughs> got I'm it he was up there yeah okay so um the whole time we thought this was a couple a gay couple oh. and my flight leader goes don't worry your husband's gonna be okay he's like oh we're not gay <laughs> and like <laughs> all so of the important for him to the say whole, and like... the whole medical team thought they were a couple all the flight attendants <laughs> thought that they were a couple what i love is everyone stops like skirt <laughs> Wait, you, you ain't gay? You know, like they just stop working. Yeah, on and at that point, I'm like, get back to your fucking seat, then. Like, <laughs> I just thought you were like a partner up here. Get out of here. That's funny. Uh, but they were. This guy was so grateful. He came up to us after we were like done with service and everything, uh-huh. and he goes, "Can I help you guys with anything?" And we were like, "No, like not the guy who needed yeah. his partner, um, his partner, his work partner, <laughs> his work partner." Um, yeah, and he and we were like, "No, no, like." He goes, "I just feel so bad. You know, I interrupted your service, and I go." I'm gonna stop you right there. What we did for your friend is what why we we're are here yeah. to the do. Is that secondary. is why we're yeah. on the aircraft. I was like, the service was put on hold because we're not here to do that for no. you. Yeah. Um. And he's like, I didn't even think about it like that. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Most people don't. Which you is know? so annoying. Like on a side note, when people are like, uh, you need to do this or that when it comes to service. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, we don't. We yeah, actually don't, don't have, have to, to do, do shit. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if we say anything is unsafe, we don't have to do shit. Uh-huh. Like when there's turbulence or whatever, that's not our job. So it's just our job to sit on yeah. our ass waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was my fruit fly. It was just like, it was such a wild, like chaotic. And of course it was the start of our flight. Uh-huh. So we were like, by the time all said was all was said and done, we still had like three hours on the flight. And I was like, how was that only two and a half hours? Like I'm exhausted. Yeah. Um, I, now that you bring that up, like I have so many medical stories to tell. Cause when, you know, like when it's fruit fly, I'm always like, I don't have anything to share cause it happens, but then you forget cause it happens so yeah. often. But yeah. now I'm like, damn, I got so much shit, but I'm, I won't share because that that's a lot. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not sharing. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's running a little long. Look at you growing. We said long story short, but you know, as this short story. But long, that was wild. Like, <gasps> ah, it was great. So um, at this point, was there anything you wanted to add to that? Mm-mm. You better go, Nurse Jackie. Go. <laughs> nurse Jackie. Nurse Jackie. <laughs> I don't know. That's the only nurse Give me something, Gray's. Okay. Uh, Meredith Gray. Meredith Gray. You better go, Dr. Gray. Yes. I said Miss Gray. I'm about to offend her. <laughs> she ain't a miss. She a doctor. I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> but on the on the the point of death should we add that to the fresh fruit and yeah, transition right it. into it all right let's do it all right so staying on theme go for it girl. i just had to take a deep breath because i actually <laughs> am worked up by all this it's um, funny. so sorry if i got loud I, I mean i know that i got loud but i'm sorry that i did um, so all of this sort of prompted this moment where I actually thought this guy had died and it made me realize we, I mean, we've talked about like death in a serious tone mm-hmm. and death is a, a serious thing, but we haven't talked about what we think about 
um, death or like an afterlife of sorts. And Mm -hmm. again, we've talked about religion as well. Right. Um, But in terms of like heaven, hell, whatever, like you kind of believe in that sense, we haven't really gotten into a deep discussion about that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wanted to talk about that. Okay. Um, So what do you think happens after we die? Like, do you think it's like the the light, <laughs> if you will, that you walk into and like? Um, I feel like okay. So over the years, I feel like my idea of death has changed over time. Okay. Um, my current idea of death, um, I almost I don't want to say excited, but I almost feel joy in death. Hmm. Um, because I feel like really it's always inevitable, right? And you're always working up to do something before you die. Yeah. So to me, death feels almost like a, a time to just rest. Like, okay. like almost like sleep forever. Mm. I guess you are sleeping forever, but like, you know, like when, <laughs> when you're your so, body is. right. But you're like so excited to get home to go to bed as oh, an yeah. adult. Cause there's just so much going on. Yeah. I find peace in that. So yeah. it almost feels not exciting to die. Like, or I'm like going to run and throw myself in front of a bus, but it feels like almost like, I, I can fuck with death now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not scared of it. You better millennialize um, death. I know, right? Yes, death. Death is lit. <laughs> lit. Girl, we going to Club Death. <laughs> There's actually a bar I almost went to last night called Death & Co. See? So, that's my place. Oh. I should go. But no, um, I think when I was younger, I used to think almost like reincarnation, where we die and then get put into a different being. Okay. Um, but I think, I think my envision of death, honestly, mm-hmm. is like... Because I'm not really religious now that I am an yeah. adult. Adult, adult, adult. <laughs> as, now that I <laughs> am an adult, I'm not as religious, so I don't feel like my my idea of death comes from heaven and hell or whatever. Yeah. But I do visualize death as like a, a, a joyous place to be okay. because there's no worry left, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to kind of do these things of like anxiety or whatever. The end of ends has already happened. Exa- like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, so do you? So, so let me just question that then do you see um after death being this like forever state no i just see darkness oh okay yeah i mean i guess forever in that sense but i also i almost okay so there's two parts to that i i sometimes think of a death as just like an eternal somber like i think of like something so mundane as like spinach right that grows has a life then once you eat it it's dead and it doesn't like rest in peace forever or you know what i mean but i feel like we only don't think of it that way because our spinach doesn't have a brain in sophistication to think of feelings and stuff like that even though it's a living being do you know what i'm saying but i okay. think our idea of death is what we constructed because i feel like that is what you work towards in life if you thought death was just an end you're you would or if you thought death there's an afterlife in death. Mm-hmm. You would be like, oh, I have something to work towards. My moral compass needs to be good so I can make it into heaven. But if you're like, there is no heaven and hell, it's like, well, then why am I doing all this? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like there's that that selfish need to like be granted some sort of like payout after hard work in life. Okay. So, so I, more the religious side of. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's how I view it. But I also think that we almost i don't want to use reincarnation but like in a sense that i feel like you walk multiple lives you know like mm. oh in a past life i should have done this where it almost feels like you feel connected to Truth. other things yeah, yeah, yeah. where i i almost feel like because i think i saw something on tumblr where i was like oh i kind of like that view on it where every being there's only like one being but we're all experiencing the same episode from a different lens hmm. right so we understand a different view on it uh, so- i'm on this streak of episodes in the show scandal because i'm binge uh-huh, watching it uh-huh, right now uh-huh. and this i've just watched the fourth or fifth episode of the same 
scene story, right. or storyline from, from a different all lens. these different perspectives. And at this point, I'm getting bored because sure. I'm like, we've beat this a little right. too but much. But your viewers see But the I same understand thing. what you're yes. saying. Yeah. So it's almost like you fully understand the world and what it's like to be poor, to be rich, uh-huh. to have it all, to have okay. nothing. And then once you really understand that, you understand this is what life is. And I understand it. Do you get what I'm saying? And uh, then you are restful. Okay. You are restful at that point. Um, so it kind of bounces between the two. But I think for me, how I combine the two is I think death is just an ending. Okay. And for me, I want to, my goal is to experience life in as many ways as possible okay. so that I can understand life to its fullest potential mm-hmm. within the life that I have. So if that, that ending is just darkness, at least I feel like I've experienced as much as I can, whether that's good or bad, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Because I think it's unfair for certain people to like have a journey that is not that it's unfair for people to have a journey that isn't helpful. Right. Like my journey with my parents is a struggle for me. Yeah. But why is it like me and my brother come from the same household, yet my brother doesn't go through the same struggle, yet we come from the exact same place we raised. So it's like Hmm. you get what I'm saying. Like, why did I have to go through this to just die with this burden? Yeah. And I'm like. I, that's what I mean, like, good or bad, I want to take it all in because I feel like, for me, this is the um, sum total of, like, what I should be learning from my life experience and really dry, trying, to, at least trying to push it forward in some capacity. Hmm. That's kind of getting really off track, isn't it? <laughs> no, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's funny listening to you talk, not funny, but, like, ironic listening to you talk about death because it prompts a lot about life, mm-hmm. about living. Well, that's 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 almost like what it is, where it's like no one thinks of the period in a sentence, even though the sentence ends. You think about everything that made the sentence great. Right. And yep. so that's kind of how I see death, where I'm like, I try to squeeze in as much as I can. So when that day comes, it's like I'm not not like non-regretful or regretful yeah. of like, did I live my life to its fullest? But like, it's more so like. If, if I truly believe that that is the ending point, then I have nothing to lose throughout this because ultimately it's going to end there. So why why hold myself back? Yeah. Yeah. So I almost get excited by death because I'm like, ooh, I'm eventually going to make it to my bed. So like, <laughs> let's, you know what I mean though? <laughs> it's like, I'm eventually going to go to sleep, bitch. So like, turn up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Let me flip it on you. Like, how do you view death? Um, so I... Grew up uh, in this, like, sort of religious confines mm-hmm. of, like, heaven, hell, you know. From what purgatory, maybe. Uh, I Catholic? grew up Catholic, Catholic. yeah. Okay. Um, Which I knew. I just wanted to let the listeners yeah, yeah. know. <laughs> um, but as I've gotten older, I've really started to love the idea. And I don't necessarily have, like, a end-all, be-all, this-is-how-I-understand-this-to-be kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. But... I love the idea that when we die, our spirit, if you will, that's just the easiest word that I could think to describe right. what I'm thinking, but our spirit side of us lives on in an energy. And it that energy works its way through every other li- living being sure. still around. Um, whether that be in the form of another mm-hmm. living life or mm-hmm. just the energy and the vibrations that fills the universe around us. Mm -hmm. Um, I just love thinking less of like this humanistic form of a soul that rises to the clouds and Mm -hmm. lives up there forever. Mm -hmm. And more of this, um, we all blend in and and create this 
this ever moving set of um, vibrations. Sure. Yeah. That helps other life prosper. Mm-hmm. It's almost like decaying and giving what your body would naturally give to fertilize a plant. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So then now you're, yeah. That's you're, a great metaphor you're, for that. You're, you're almost like in a scientific sense, like your atoms break down into a supply for something else. Just kind of yeah. how like the decay of a body would like give mm-hmm. food to animals. It's almost like like bacteria and whatever. Yeah. It's almost like those days that we have where everything from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed is exactly what we needed it to be. Sure. Without us asking for it. Sure. Like or maybe park- like long term, we've been like, oh, I need this, or I really wish I had this, uh-huh. and suddenly you get this day where a gift from a universe. Yeah, it's a day from the universe. Mm-hmm. Like everything you you could have wanted, and everything that's so fulfilling in that moment is mm-hmm. everything you get. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the energy from everything that has moved on in life is providing this for you. Totally. You know. Um, and so I love that that idea because I think it it feeds into the the lack of human connection that I think happens right now. Sure. Where what I see that energy to be is what humans used to give one another, I think. Where we used to be so empathetic and yeah. caring towards one another and loving. Um, or at least we, we liked to think that we were living that way. And now everybody is so one, one and for themselves. Yeah. You know? Um, and so it's almost like we get to do that beyond our means. Right. When we when we pass on. Yeah. I, I feel like we should um, specify, though, that American, living in current America is yes very... Yes no. Uh, I feel like international news is also almost just as depressing sometimes. And when I say that, I mean... <laughs> I mean, this gets a little po- political, but a lot of other countries, especially European countries, are moving far right and um really are, mm-hmm. maybe i'm not up to date with current at least the news content. that i've been reading so for all of you that are not on the skim s-k-i-m-m it's like a daily it's a morning um email uh-huh. and they it's kind of like this podcast they actually just started a podcast because they're gaining a huge following uh-huh. um but they they kind of just like coffee table it right and it's very easy to read through um, but they take worldly news and they just condense it. And um... see, but I almost feel like that's agenda setting. Um, did you learn that theory in calm when we were in college? Maybe. Um, what do you mean? Well, I'll go into it more later in the fruit facts. But ultimately, agenda setting in in a synopsis is like: Are we deciding what is important and news tells us it, or is news deciding what's important? And then that's your filter. Sure. Through the well, world. so the this this company. Um, or this, you know, organization, whatever they are, um, gives you news. I feel like gives me news that I would never see on Facebook or CNN or sure. Fox News, like anything else. Right. They take um, things that are happening in countries I didn't even know existed. Sure. And they're like, this is happening here today. These protests. And they give you very brief synopsis, but with links to look up more information. Sure, sure. So um, it's almost like a self-guided thing of what you would want to be interested in. Yeah. But my point in bringing them up is... is a lot of their European news right now is a lot of countries protesting to close borders and to stop providing relief to countries that need it and right. stop providing relief to people who need it. Um, and that's what I mean by far right is it's maybe this, this very is, individualistic right. mindset. I was going to say maybe this is just like an ego, egocentric 
sure. American idea because yeah. Americans usually think we're the center of the world. But maybe the rhetoric that's happening here is bleeding into other mm-hmm. places and it gives them voices. Just kind of how like a lot of people were scared that Trump would give voices to people, which clearly he has. He has, yeah. Um, and clearly it has. But I feel like with any amount of change, you need to bring that negative energy to the surface. So I think mm-hmm. it's almost positive that that's happening because then you know who's doing it and you can pinpoint the cause of like the problem. Sure. Um, and then you're like, okay, let's tackle that. Not really like yeah. tackle it, like wish harm on it or whatever, but at least open those discussions. But I feel like from my personal experience living in Europe and stuff like that, then again, that was like, what, over a decade ago? I feel like they understand multiculturalism a little bit better than America because there's because <laughs> there's not that much um, unjust history that steals our bloodline. Totally. I will. Yeah, I do think it's a very Americanized way of living. Right. I'm just saying. How did we get here, by the way? <laughs> since Trump, I know, I don't know. Yeah. Since Trump has been in office, I feel like it has bled to, it has sure. given voices to other parts of right. the world, right. even. But I also think that like racism and cultural borders and stuff like that is kind of like a buzz topic right now to mm-hmm. where it's like people who are on the progressive path want to highlight when it's happening so that we can say that this needs to stop. And because it's like, oh my God, it's happening here, it's happening here, it's happening here. People are like, keep trying to like be like, ding, 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 yeah. rather than just being like, this has always been the issue. But now we, we, we're just like, it's like a hot thing. Almost like when you're shopping for a car and you never saw a certain car. And, and then, then now all of a sudden, all of a sudden everyone everywhere. drives it. But it's like, they've always been there. You just didn't look for, for sure. it. Yeah. Um, um, not to downplay what you're saying. Cause yeah. I think obviously it, what you're saying is valid and it is for sure. Yeah. Case in point, but. Well, to bring this full circle, maybe you are not comfortable talking about this and that's okay. I'll like briefly touch on uh-huh. it if you're not. But to mix the politics with the idea of death, what is your thought on the um, abortion ban in Alabama right now? I knew this was going to come up in topics. I support it. Totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Oh, my God. I was about to unplug and <laughs> ask you to leave. You're like, fruit snack. It's fruit snack. <laughs> Girl, we ain't snacks. I'm fruit snack. <laughs> um, you're like, hi, guys. It's just me, the pineapple. Talking pineapple. No, I think... Um, I don't want to go into it because I know we can talk about this yeah, forever yeah. and this yeah. is no, off topic, but I absolutely But think... this bleeds into the idea of death, which is why I bring it oh, up. Oh, you know what? Yes. Let's tie that shit back to death so we can talk about it. No, that's why I brought it up. Oh, okay. Perfect. For real, I love that. We got into this very political conversation, but to bring it back to what we started this this episode with is this idea of death. And that's why so many people are against it, is they feel like you are imposing yes. death yes. on an unborn child. Okay. This is me. This is how I see it. Okay. If you're saying that the embryo is alive, then why the fuck does your birthday start when you're born? Mm, Boom. Do you get what I'm saying? That's how I view it. Like, yes, there's a heartbeat. Yes, but that organism cannot live on its own Mm -hmm. if you took it out of the body. Is there a heartbeat at six weeks? I don't know when. I don't know those facts. Okay, fruit fruit facts. facts. Heartbeat, when, baby, done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But regardless, do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I... So... I'm not here to argue when an uh, embryo is alive or not, right? I, uh, clearly, it's a living organism because you can say a chicken and an egg, even though it's not a chicken yeah. yet. Sure, there's a living organism in there. Are people getting upset that you're eating fertilized eggs? Who knows? Right. Whatever the case is, I'm not trying to argue that. My thing is, I'm a man. Mm-hmm. I think, for me, I can relate it to gay rights, right? Like, if you were to tell me I can't get married yet, it has nothing to do to with do your with you. fucking life, then yeah. don't have an opinion on it. Yeah. And I view that as me. As or long have as have an opinion, but keep it to your goddamn self. Yeah, I don't care. Have an opinion. But to me, yeah. like, 
if it's not affecting you mm-hmm. or anyone else in the long term, and it literally has nothing to do with your taxes, how you make your money, how you live your life. But it does. But that's what's so annoying is it does. Because the second you start forcing people to have all these babies. Yeah, there's poverty. It does start blah, bleeding blah, blah. into your fucking right. money. But I mean like in the sense of like. No, I know what do, you're yes. saying. But that's but what I get makes what saying. me even more mad is this does affect you. It does. It does. In the opposite way. It's right. not positively it's not affecting positive. you to have these but babies. But to me like. If someone were to have an abortion, is what I'm saying. Right. You go on about your life mm-hmm. unfit, uh, unscathed, mm-hmm. other than maybe feeling like they should have had the baby. Yeah. So I would never want to take that rider away from someone mm-hmm. because I don't. I don't think it's my decision to make. And I've had. I have personal experiences with abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I wish I was aborted. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, I mean, man. honestly, some days I'm like, bitch, I wish I was not alive right now. <laughs> so I relate. No, I'm just Actually, kidding. Somebody from high school, uh, from grade school, posted. Actually, keep talking. I'm going to find it because I don't want to misquote her. It's really funny. But to me, it's like I I have personal friends who've had abortions and they don't regret having their abortions because I think obviously it's hard, right? Like I like I, I, I bring this up because I think on the other side, they're like, I you know, people wish they didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. I think everyone in those situations wish they didn't have to be in that situation, right? right? But I don't think they regretted the decision they made, even mm-hmm. though it was a hard decision. And yes, woulda, coulda, shoulda, how my life could have been turned yeah. out. But regardless, I think they're just like, yeah, that is what I needed because in that moment it would not have worked for how I how yeah. I envision my life or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so um, I support that decision, but go okay. ahead. So this girl said, as a former, maybe she didn't start this, but mm-hmm. she didn't quote it. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. she wrote it. But she said, as a former fetus myself, I can assure you that if my mama aborted me, I wouldn't know nor give a fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's true. so true. Um, it's so true. But the thing that I've seen circulating the most among social media recently since all of this has started is you care so much about this fetus until it comes out Muslim or gay or like any, you know, any minority that you don't want to see as being like a equal or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, that's so fucking true. It's so true. And that's the thing. It's like, you want to care for this child, but then you're not caring about children. Right. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and you can you can draw that out in so many ways, like race relations or gun control or whatever. You know what I mean? Like at Sandy Hooks, all those kids getting murdered. Mm-hmm. Yet you you don't want to change gun laws. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like you can broaden that in every sense of the way of being like, well, if you care, then you can put your energy towards other things and not worry about someone else's life in that sense where they're making what's best for them in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. Okay. And like it, it's annoying because there was another argument that was like. Or someone, I don't know if this is really an argument, but someone on Twitter posted and then it kind of went viral Mm because there was a lot of like retweets and responses to it. But she was, she or he, I don't remember, but it said something along the lines of, um, you know, what happens if that aborted baby was the next person to win the Nobel Peace Prize or cure cure cancer or this or that? And it's like, yeah, what happens if the person in poverty, the child who had a single mother who couldn't afford to go to college was the one to, you know, cure Mm -hmm. cancer or whatever. So like you can use that same argument to be like, we need to reform education system, make college free, give everyone accessible. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing. It's like everyone's on this trajectory, right? And then something in your life knocks you off the trajectory and then now you're on a new path. Right. Those things, it's like but again, anybody could have been that person if they had the right um, circumstance or the right support. So yeah. it's like, shut the fuck but up. Again, like this also bleeds so much into how much of a separation of church and state we don't have in don't this country. Don't have at all. Where like all of this 
most of this is stemming from people with a religious mindset. Right. right. And it's like, but that doesn't get to come into the government or it no. shouldn't. No, because because that's not what just our country because, was founded and on. This is what's crazy. It's like, I'm not religious, yet I respect the right that you believe that. Mm-hmm. And for you, totally. that could be true. Don't have, an abortion. don't have an abortion. If you get raped, which I don't wish upon you, but as a Christian or a Catholic person, mm-hmm. you get raped and you want to have that baby, I support your right to do that. But if yeah. you also are that same person and you want to have abortion, I support your right to do that. Just like you should support my right that I'm not a religious person, nor do totally. I view my life as a like should be a religious moral code like yeah i don't understand that rhetoric i really don't yeah so i'm gonna jump really quickly because no, i know we we're don't like jumping i'm tired running a little just long. kidding we're not um, though oh we're no on, no oh great okay we're on well, topic and time whatever this is it's our fucking podcast so if you don't like it go listen to some fickle ass 30 minute podcast yeah robo just kidding Ooh. oh <laughs> <laughs> just a running joke always talking shit on robo talking for time shit. time stamps <laughs> um but what I was going to ask you is... <laughs> Wait, real um, quick. What? That reminded me of that Jasmine Masters meme where he's like, and I... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Going around, you know. <laughs> and I... Ooh. <laughs> okay, um, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. So the other, um, I guess, curiosity that I have in, in death and this... My mindset on this subject sort of contradicts what I said I believe is is what comes after death uh-huh. um, earlier. But I wanted to know your thoughts on like paranormal life. Wait, so are we done with the abortion talk? Yeah. I mean, okay. I think that we both very Agreed. aggressively yeah. like disagree with yeah. it. I just wanted to bring it up because it's such a hot topic right, right now right, for so right. many people. Um, and uh, well, I'll say one more thing. Yeah. I don't like that people can go to jail for having an abortion yet. It literally is only women who are in this situation. So how, how was that equal? Also doctors though, but regardless, yeah. do you get what I'm saying? No, like no. only women can be in this situation. But the so ludicrous you're, you're, thing is these, these women can go to other States and have an abortion and come back and still be thrown in jail. I know, it. but that's what I mean. Like you're no, suppressing a whole entire population. Yeah. How is that even legal? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how is that? Like, you know what? What if you're going to make it legal, then fucking charge the fucking rapist. Charge the fucking per, you know what I mean? The person well, who implanted her. Like, like you're giving more of a crime and punishment to the victims of these absolutely. circumstances than, than the people who put them the in that situation. Perpetrators. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm done. Let me get off my soapbox. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry. So paranormal activity. Wait, I don't fuck with that just shit. Gave me one other I'm thought. sorry. Okay. Go. We back on abortion, y'all. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go. 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 Wait. You said um, rape. Abortion, <laughs> fetus, death. Wow. <laughs> I forgot. Oogie boogie spooky. <laughs> spooky ookie. Spooky ookie. I forgot. Never okay. mind. We'll jump to paranormal. You know, bitch, we gonna come back. <laughs> well, I'm gonna come right back yeah, to it as okay. soon as I'm ready. So paranormal activity. Um, okay, so <laughs> paranormal shit We're makes too much me, right now. <laughs> paranormal shit makes me really fucking scared, mm-hmm. and that comes from seeing like way too many movies about it. But. Um, I will never forget. There was an instance uh, at my first HIV testing counseling job, uh-huh. where uh, the the location where my office was had a giant warehouse attached to it, uh-huh. and that's where we did a lot of events and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, it was just a door between our office and this warehouse, and we kept all of our like uh, big garbage cans inside the warehouse. Yeah. Right. So like one day, I walked from my office across the warehouse to um, where the garbage cans were just to empty our garbage. Uh And at that point, like the door's open, but it's pretty far and all the lights are off in the warehouse, but there's enough like daylight to see. Yeah. 
creeping in under the door, the big like roll up door. And as I'm walking back towards the office, I like I stopped and I didn't know why I stopped, but it was that feeling. Oh, I just got the chills. It, it was that feeling that you get of like feeling like someone's behind you or like someone's watching you. Like right now. Stop. I knew you were going to say some shit. <laughs> um, and I like stopped and I looked and obviously like I didn't see anything there, but I've never been so overcome with a presence of something else yeah. being in the vicinity yeah. with me. And oh, I keep getting the chills. I'm like so scared right now. And, and being overcome with that, like, I didn't run. I walked very quickly back into the office. Because the more the quicker you run, the more you're like, back, back, yes. back. yeah. And uh, it's like turning the lights off in the basement. Yeah, I'm darting up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I I remember like going in, and luckily I knew where my coworkers stood on like the afterlife mm-hmm. and religion and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I was like, I just had a very like crazy experience, and I just want to share it with you. And mm-hmm. we like we totally dissected it and talked about it. But I'll never forget that moment because it was so. Um, overwhelming mm-hmm. of a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously I believe in paranormal <laughs> shit, but I wanted to know what you think about it. No, IRL. I don't. You don't? No. Okay. No. So you're never scared of like ghosts? Um, No. Oh. No. I don't really care. And this is my idea of death. I'm like, take me, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I literally sometimes will wake up and feel like there's someone in my room, and I'm like, oh, finally, this is the day I get to go. <laughs> like literally, I'm not kidding. I'm like sweating under the covers. But it's I'm funny like, because like when I when I like kind of like surrender to the moment, like if I die, here I go. Like this is my time. It doesn't get me scared because I'm like, what am I scared of? The pain of going. Okay, but like you, I'm gonna you be ever, dead, so it's not gonna hurt anymore. But do you ever feel like there's this like supernatural? Yeah, but I don't. I think I think it's. Of, I don't think it's a. I don't feel like it's a supernatural energy because I feel like you kind of paint that reality of whatever you want to. Hmm. But to me, I'm like, yeah, I feel something, but I think it's just triggered in my mind, and I'm like, Ugh. oh, it's almost like, um, okay, actually, let me rewind. Sleep paralysis. Oh, yes. So that's happened to me a couple times, and um, girl, I would rather die than have sleep bitch. paralysis. So I had sleep paralysis, and explain um, what that is. Well, I don't want to make it too long. So just, I had sleep paralysis and when I woke up, I couldn't move and it felt like Mm -mm. someone was on top of me, pushing me down. And just like, I was like sleeping on my side. Someone was pushing me down and I could just fucking feel and sense a face. Haunting of Hill House, bitch. Literally Haunting of motherfucking Hill House. And I was like, literally, I was so aware of it. And I was like, Brian, move your finger, move your finger. You're fine. Move your finger move your finger and I just kept repeating move your finger move your finger move your finger and then it barely wiggled and I was like sit up sit up sit up sit up sit up and I sat up so fast and it was gone and it felt like someone was like holding me down and what woke me is it felt like someone ran to my bed and then jumped on top of me oh god and so then I'm like kind of freaked out kind of like whatever so I wake up turn on the lights go use the restroom come back I like everything's normal whatever and then um, I asked my dad for like reassurance. I'm like, oh my God, dad, I had this. He's like, yes, and that's demons. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, those are just demons. I was like, dad, like you're joking. He's like, no, it happens. Those are demons. You just need to pray. They won't hurt you. And I'm like, dad, the fuck? <laughs> but then like that's happened to me so many times now that it's just like, yeah, take me. <laughs> Take it's probably happened to me like four times but no i don't believe in it i don't okay. like to me i i can catch when it's gonna happen it's when i'm really tired and it's just i wake up too early before my body can like shake off the the slumbers this the somber <laughs> somber somber slumber slumber is a word a slumber slumber yeah 
I was a thinking slumber. somber and slumber. Mm-hmm. I said slumber, mm-hmm. slumber, a slumber. Uh, yeah, but no, I don't. I don't care. Uh, I don't. It doesn't. No. Yeah. Um. No, because I. Yeah. No. Which is so crazy, though. Me thinking about like my idea of this because mm-hmm. it does contradict what I believe. What I like to believe is right. the afterlife, where right. we're not ghosts and we're not these like <laughs> demons like haunting people in their in their houses. Um, but there is just something about it where I just feel like there have been too many instances of, and I'm not just talking about like scary paranormal mm-hmm. things. Just there have been too many instances uh, that people have you know witnessed mm-hmm. that I feel like it would be ignorant of me to be like, that is not a real thing Mm -hmm. or any sort of afterlife is not a real thing. Right. You know? Right. Um, do you believe in like mediums? Um, no. Okay. I know I've, I've heard stories like, um, my friend Amber, you know, Amber, Amber Van Diggland, she went to a medium and she was like, I never believed in it. She's really realistic like me and logical. And she was like, I totally believe what she's saying because Mm. she was saying deep ass shit where it was like, do you know a person that da da da? And she's like, no. But Amber just wrote everything she said, like names and everything. And yeah. then she was like telling her mom, and she's like, oh, she brought up this like like this person, and the mom was like, oh yeah, that was da da da. And she's like, yeah. And she said this name. She's like, oh, that was her, his daughter. Whoa. And it was like ding 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 ding, like four people deep, and they're like blah blah blah. And it they said that they look like this person and blah blah. blah. And she's like, yeah, they always used to say that. Da, da, da. I'm probably butchering the story, sure. but it was very yeah. that where yeah. it was like four people deep. And I was like, oh, that would be fun. But I don't feel like I'm around dead people or like not many people in my life have died to yeah. where I would feel like they would try to reach out to me. Okay. So I'm like, whatever. Okay. Yeah, that's all. All right. I, I, um, yeah, no, but all my friends believe in like paranormal activity. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think that that comes from like Hollywood though? Um, no, I think it comes from a real place. Okay. Um, maybe not real for me, but for someone else, I think that fear comes from a real place. Mm -hmm. I saw this thing too, where it was like, um, we're not afraid to be alone in the dark. We're afraid that someone's with us in the dark. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, that's deep. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit. That is so true. Cause if you think that you're alone in the dark, it's almost like, yeah, no one will hurt me. But then Uh you're like, I can't see shit and someone's here. That's what freaks you out. But Hmm. No, Paranormal Activity. Dang, that's so deep. Yeah. But I will say, when I watch the Paranormal Activity movies, that scene where, like, everything yeah, happens one. at night. I don't even remember I don't, I don't think I want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> you brought it up, bitch. <laughs> so, so everything happened at night, and, yeah. like, slowly she'd, like, the covers would get pulled off, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, little shit like that. See, and then Hollywood will make you think, oh, my covers are off. You wake up thinking someone pulled it off, and really you just rolled yeah. over, whatever. Yeah. But the thing that fucked my shit up was, like, during the day... I was always calm because I was like, nothing happens during <laughs> yeah. the day. And then all of a sudden she was standing in the kitchen the and every single cabinet busted open. Yeah. Bitch, that freaked me out. <laughs> yeah. Freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. But not like personally, just in the movie. Yeah. It like made me jump. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think less about, um, like, you know what kills it for me in movies is when you see what it is that was scaring them. Totally. Like that kills it for me because <clears throat> like when I brought up that moment, of that very paranormal feel mm-hmm. that I had at work that day is it wasn't like, Oh my God, I saw a shadow or like, Oh my God, something moved in the dark. Like it was this feeling of, I can't see something, but I can feel something deeper than like the physical human mm-hmm. side of me mm-hmm. feels that there is something else mm-hmm. in this room with mm-hmm. me. And that is more powerful than like seeing a scary, like I remember um, when the movie, the nun came out, uh-huh. I was like so scared of it. And the whole movie I'm like, 
or like before seeing it, I was like so worked up and then I'm watching the movie and there's a point where the nun's face like pops into screen and it's like this really like lo- what felt like a long still on her face. And suddenly I was like, I'm not scared anymore. I'm not scared. Yeah, at all I just anymore. punched that like, bitch in the face. It looks so CGI. Like <laughs> yeah. it looks so sti- yeah. like what a demon quote unquote should look like. Right. And I'm like, now I'm over it. Right. You know, um, I did go on a paranormal activity tour though at the queen Mary were you scared. No, I don't think I would have been scared at the Queen Mary. Well, let me tell you, it's it was commercialized. Act- no, bitch, this no? one was no. Let me tell you. So it was Melissa's birthday, Melissa Para. Uh-huh. I don't remember which number of birthday this was, but she got a group of like twelve of us, and we went after hours. So everything was closed because they stopped doing tours at like eight or nine, and then we went at like nine something. Like we first went to the bar, got dinner or whatever, and then we hired someone who does these tours on his own, and you can pay extra. It was like sixty mm. bucks a person, and lit. Literally, we were the only ones down there, and we only had, uh, like, flashlights to walk oh, around the ship. Mm-mm. Girl, I'm telling you, mm. it was so spooky-ooky. Like, uh-uh. I, okay, so, like, the Queen Mary is super old and, like, super, like, um, posh in a Victorian sense, yeah, and everything yeah. is, like, small. Yeah. Like, on posh on our sense of today like i feel like it's americans like love grand and, and yeah. big space but back then it was like it was, yeah. quaint you know this i'm just gonna say one more little paranormal activity thing that kind of got me so we went down into um the swimming pool and for whatever reason on the ship they thought the swimming it's pool would empty, be good right? well it's empty but now i mean uh yes okay. but they thought the swimming pool would be cool to be underneath the ship so not on deck. Weird. Yeah. So there was no sunlight. There was no windows because oh. it's completely surrounded. This is already too girl. Spooky. So <laughs> so you go into the um, changing locker rooms, right? But the ceiling is low. Like it's oh. probably like six two, six four. So you can literally reach up. You don't even have to put your arm straight to touch yeah. the ceiling. So it's like a really low tunnel. So that made it spooky. Yeah. There's no lights down there, so we're just in there with flashlights. And then the changing stalls were just cement carve outs of like the hallway, and they had like um, curtains. Oh. So it wasn't like you could see underneath yeah. each stall like it normally is, right? It's just like cement carve out. So uh-huh. he's like, each one find each person find a stall. So we're standing in a stall by ourselves, and like um, he's like telling us the story about this little girl who died down there, and she likes to hang out down there, and just I'm like moaning Myrtle, just like any girl, little girl, she likes to play games yeah. and stuff like that. And I guess he was saying that you can get paranormal activity picked up on like a microphone mm. when you play it back, you can hear things, and then um, lights, like things that light up, they'll like make it light up because okay. it is yeah. on the same vibration or yeah. whatever. So we're in this, and each person's in their own stall, and then all of a sudden I just get this chill, but not because I thought it was really scary, but I was yeah. just like, oh, this is so spooky. Like, <laughs> it's just like watching a scary yeah. movie, or like how I was saying, like running upstairs from the yeah. basement after you yeah. turn the lights off. Yeah. Like, the anticipation of someone grabbing you is what's scary, <laughs> but, not, but not actually something grabbing you, and you're just like, oh, yeah. So we're sitting there, and I'm like, oh my God. So then he's telling us the story about how he was down there with another group. And what he does is he's like, she loves singing Ring Around the Rosie. Mm-mm. So she was he so Y'all he had this little teddy bear. Stop. He had this teddy bear that lights up and he's like, I'm just gonna put it at the end of the the hallway. And you couldn't even see to the end of the hallway. Like it was like scary. Like it was dark as fuck down there. He puts it at the end of the hallway and he's like, Sometimes this will light up. So we'll like leave a leave a um, camera on it to see if we can pick anything up. And he's like, I'm gonna leave this recording. And he's telling us a story. And he first plays back he plays the recording back of a previous group and he's like so what we're going to do is go, ashes, ashes, we all fall. I don't like it. No, no, no. no. And pause. Stop, I'm so scared. And so on the recording, so on the recording, it goes, you hear another group being like, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. 
Like you hear a voice be like, Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you got the chill. I'm covered. So just hearing that down there dark, he's I was like, oh my God. So he's like, everyone, we need to turn our flashlights off so that if something lights up, we can see it better. So we all turn off our flash. Why are you crying, bitch? <laughs> Y'all, Shane is sitting here crying. <laughs> you would have lost it. <laughs> Why are you crying? <laughs> Oh my god, he is bawling. Okay, well, I'm just gonna be here with y'all because so he scared. is checked out. My hands are sweating. <laughs> so literally, <laughs> I'm so done. So um, he has us all turn off our flashlights. And I'm telling you, like I said, there's no windows down there. So it's pitch motherfucking black. And we're all standing in our own stalls. Oh and everyone's trying to be quiet because we're not trying to like, we're trying to yeah. pick up. No, you know, He's like, we have to be really still. So we're all standing in our own stalls, sitting in pitch darkness. Just sitting there. Uh-uh. And he's like, okay, let's start the song. And we're all like, ashes, ashes, we all fall. And we're just waiting for something yeah. to happen. Needless to Even say, it can only nothing get picked fucking up on happened. recording, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, sometimes people say they hear it. Oh, okay. We don't hear shit. But it was the teddy bear ever start? No. Oh, that's man. what I mean. Like, and I was like, even if that oh. shit started, I'm like, nigga, you got a remote. Like, you'd be like, <laughs> ding a ling a ling. Like, bitch, let's not play games. Like, we paid sixty dollars to see some shit. You're gonna make our, sh- yeah. you know, make some shit happen. But yeah, that didn't happen. And then we went to the boiler room, which was kind of spooky ooky. And then we went to a, um, another another incendiary place or something. And each place he took us, he he told us what paranormal activity happens and it uh. like is more frequent there because people have died on the ship there and. Um, I think the Queen Mary, excuse me, the Queen Mary actually inspired that movie back in like 2001 or two, um, Ghost Ship. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Okay. Yeah. But um, just the anticipation of like getting freaked out. That's what made me like, that's what made us like feel like, ooh. But what actually happened? Nothing happened. Yeah. But it was just funny because at the beginning of the the tour, we were all like, we don't know what we're getting into. And then towards the end, because nothing was happening, we were like. It was still fun, and I would have done yeah, it again, but yeah. it was very, like, we weren't scared. Like, we were all venturing off by ourselves in the dark. Okay. It was like, this is so stupid, and then we were trying to, like, prank each other. Scare each yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll close with this. Okay. If you could, in your head, create a heaven, or um, or if you've seen something maybe in a movie where uh-huh. you're like, oh, I wish that that were heaven, what would it be? I, I don't know. I don't know because I feel like all my resources are just things that I enjoy on earth. But I think I, I, my idea of what I would want heaven to be is so much greater than that. This like overwhelming sense of like love, I guess. But physically, I don't know what that would look like. Hmm. But just this like this sense of like everything is completely taken care of. And anytime you worry instantly, you're like, oh, shit, I don't have to think about that. Mm. But then you wouldn't even think, what do I need to worry about? Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you're just so at peace where you're like, <sighs> it's yeah. almost like being so thirsty and getting a drink of water uh-huh. or like holding your breath and then finally taking that first breath or like trying to fight back your tears and you finally cry. Yeah. Like that, that relieving feeling, like that's kind of what I would imagine that feeling of like death would be where you're like, <sighs> so you're saying death is like that or the, af- like, well, heaven, heaven yeah, like, like you're that. just kind of okay. like relieved. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm like totally blanking on the name of the movie, so I'm currently looking it up. But I picture um, uh, sort of a, a reminisce, reminiscent uh, version of um, the Robin Williams movie where it does take place in like heaven. There's like all these uh, beautiful I, I like um, we'll find paintings it. in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I just picture like 
beautiful colors or this like overwhelming um, sense of of artistry. Mm-hmm. But when I say artistry, I just mean like everything is just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean like that you're seeing beautiful things right. necessarily because that does put us in a very humanistic form. But I just feel like this sense of like overwhelmingness. Yeah, like what you said, love right. and and beauty and wonder. Just so much good. Yeah, just so much good. And good, there's yeah. no bad. Right. Um Yeah. All right. Well, cute. Great. I love this conversation, by the way. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought no, it was I do hoot. too. <laughs> I don't know why death seems so happy to me. <laughs> Maybe I'm in a dark place. <laughs> You're like on a high because we were talking Literally, about Literally, I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to oh, die. <laughs> so stupid. It's called What Dreams May Come. Never heard of it. Anyways, there's beautiful imagery in it. I and see. that's like what I was I kind of yeah reminiscing on. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so let's just get into this in season. Okay. <laughs> you got for me this season all right i'm gonna give two quick ones the okay. first one this is ain't gonna be quick y'all the, no it is the first one is prompted by this whole conversation uh-huh. um have you seen a good place with uh-uh. uh kristen kristen, kristen bell, bell yeah. yeah um it's super cute it's such an easy watch because each, each episode is like 20 minutes mm-hmm. but it's an nbc show mm-hmm. if you have time to watch it watch it it's just again it's cute it's funny you'd probably think it's a really white show mm-hmm. it is but i do like they it feels very white in tone, but um, there's a lot of context on diversity. Mm. So I like that. I respect okay. that about it. Um, and then my second in-season is traveling, which I know sounds weird because we're <laughs> flight attendants, but um, I just realized that one of my most underutilized privileges in this job is the fact that I can travel on my off time. Um, yeah, you don't travel very often. I don't. You know why? Because I get too anxious about the idea of like not making it back in time here's the thing because we fly standby i know what you mean yeah but every time i haven't gotten on a flight the best experience turned out from that yeah like i try to go to thailand i did make it this year but last year i tried to go we connected through korea got stuck then i was like okay i guess we're gonna do a korea trip so we did like we thought we were gonna do six days in korea we bought an airbnb didn't work out after three days we were like okay i feel like we've experienced korea so we we're like what should we do next and so we jetted over to japan stayed yeah. in tokyo for three days and it turned out to be the best time because there was no expectation totally yeah like the trip was quote-unquote already ruined so anywhere mm-hmm. up from there was good for us yeah. yeah but i'll let you get your in season back no that's it that's all um, i was gonna say do you want to travel somewhere um yeah i do for uh because i'm turning 30 this year mm-hmm. i want to plan a trip to Barcelona but also take myself to Mallorca and the Canary Islands. Can I go? Sure. <laughs> I feel like you're okay, going to hate well, what I want to do. So. Well, um, well, here's the thing. When it comes to people's, if I'm being the add-on, I don't rain on their parade. So it is your trip. Yeah, I just won't ask you if you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, don't. Because you know I'll give you the <laughs> fucking answer, the yep. tea. No, but that's the thing. If I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. No, I know. Um, but yeah. But, but no, I don't. Place... You don't want to. You don't. Clearly, you're saying you're taking yourself. So go suck a dick, bitch. I wish I could suck a dick in, Bio- in Barcelona oh, or Mallorca. Me too. Islands. anyways um yeah so that's my like that's the first trip that i want to plan for mm. myself but there's a ton of places i want to go mm. yeah so like, traveling is my in season like cedar rapids mm-hmm. <laughs> the mall of america uh-huh. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So for my end season this week, um, I think just it's important for me to take time to myself and really like be intra intra or intro introspective In- introspective. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I've never used that word. I feel well, like it would be introspective. 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 Yeah. Um, all right. Well, introspective of like how I'm feeling and stuff like that. And I don't know if I've like said this before on an in season, but like meditation. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been really trying to like meditate and be really present and aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's always helpful because I sit there and like am frustrated that my mind keeps watering, but at least I'm watering, rec- wandering. Oh. Sorry. I know I, <laughs> that came out weird. My mind keeps wandering, but at least I'm, um, aware that it is doing that. Do you know what I mean? So it's almost like you take power into knowing that your habits are there. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Also, it's introspective. Intro. Yeah. Mm. All right. Great. Well, I was wrong again with English, so <laughs> you know what's really funny huh. is English was actually my worst subject in grade school because my mom was learning English when we were young, so we uh, learned broken English. <laughs> she would practice her English on us, and she didn't want us to learn Korean because she wanted us to assimilate to the culture. Yeah. So I had to get put into reading classes all through grade school, and I hated reading. Oh my god, I have such a story to tell you, but we'll do. I'll tell you another time. Okay. It was so traumatic. It was so traumatic about reading. <laughs> I probably will never tell you if I don't say it now, but <clears throat> I'll try to remember for another episode. Okay. Well, that's all. Get great. <laughs> that's all, guys. Uh, thanks, Snack Pack, for listening. As always, you can reach us at Fruit Snacks Pod on Insta, and you can email us at Fruit Snacks Pod at gmail.com. And thank you guys for listening thus far. Always thanks. share, like, whatever. Um, we do appreciate when you guys do share us. I know some people repost what we post on our Instagram to their Instagram story or whatever the case may be. Um, so keep doing that. And yeah, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week on Fruit Snacks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. So this is Fruit Facts. We're going to go through some of these fact checks throughout the episode that we mentioned. So the first one is agenda setting theory. Um, just a little backstory. This was first introduced in 1972 by college professors Maxwell McCombs and Donald Shaw, written in the Public Opinion Quarterly. And we brought this up when we were talking about the news. In essence, the agenda setting theory rests on two basic assumptions. The first is that the media filters and shapes what we see rather than just reflecting stories to the audience. And then the second assumption is that the more attention the media gives to an issue, the more likely the public will consider the issue to be important. So in essence, what we were saying is, is it the media telling us what we think we should listen to or is the media covering what people are naturally gravitating towards and that's why you see it? So in essence, again, that is agenda-setting theory. Secondly, we talked about abortion. Um, There's a few facts in here that we're going to clarify. When we said the heartbeat of a baby, it's around five weeks according to babycenter.com. So when the baby is in the womb, at about five weeks is when you can notice a heartbeat. Okay, and then um, we talked about the ban in Alabama on abortion, but I don't think we ever really like went into what exactly it was. I'm sure you guys know, but just for clarity, we're going to I'm going to say what it is written in Vox.com. They wrote that Governor Kay Ivey of Alabama on Wednesday signed into law a bill banning almost all abortions in the state with no exceptions for cases of rape or incest. And under the law, which is scheduled to take effect in six months, an abortion is only legal if the uh, the pregnant person's life is at risk or if the baby's life um, is at risk, in essence. 
where the the fetus is not viable. A doctor who performs an abortion for any other reason could face up to 99 years in prison, and some say doctors will be too worried about criminal penalties to perform abortions even under those circumstances. Um, so, an, so really, abortions are banned, and if you were to go get an abortion um, illegally, you could get jail time as well. So then we go into um, talking about uh, demons and paranormal activity, and I brought up sleep paralysis. And just to clarify what sleep paralysis is, according to WebMD, sleep paralysis is a feeling of being conscious but unable to move when you're sleeping. It occurs when a person passes between stages of wakefulness and sleep. During these, transi during these transitions, you may be unable to move or speak for a few seconds up to a few minutes. Some people may also feel pressure or a sense of choking. But when you sleep, your body puts a chemical in um, your system that naturally paralyzes your body so that you don't move and act out these dreams, which in turn, if you did act out your dream yet still sleeping, that's what a night terror is. But over the centuries, symptoms of sleep paralysis have been described in many ways and often attributed to an evil presence, unseen night demons in ancient times, the old hag in Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, and alien abductors, which is why I think I felt like there was a demon on top of me rather than my dad just telling me it was an actual demon. Almost every culture throughout history has had stories of shadowy evil creatures that terrify helpless humans at night. People have long sought explanations for this mystery, um, mysterious sleep time paralysis and the accompanying feelings of terror. <laughs> okay, and then we talk about Ghost Ship, and I say that I, I thought it was a movie based off of the Queen Mary Honestly, you guys, I couldn't find any information relating back to the Queen Mary about that movie. So I just put out some false facts and some bullshit. But it's a good movie. So Ghost Ship, it was uh, it debuted in 2002. It's worth a, uh, a watch. It's not that scary at this time. It's probably cheesy, but it's a good movie. And then um, Shane did mention this, but I'm just going to reiterate. The Robin Williams movie that he was talking about was What Dreams May Come. And that movie aired in 1998. And then lastly, we talked about intra or introspective. Intra means on the inside and within. So I-N-T-R-A. And so that's why I was thinking introspective. Um, but introspective is not a word. <laughs> so that's just like, you know, me doing my thing of making shit up. Um, introspective, according to dictionary.com, which is I-N-T-R-O, introspective is a word. And that is someone who is, uh, so by definition, someone who is introspective spends considerable time examining his or her own thoughts and feelings. So like di di uh, writing in a diary, journaling, all of that, or just like meditating, that's being introspective. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in this week into Fruit Snacks. As always, um, keep listening and thank you guys so much. Take care.